Hello, fellow fat asses. My name is Olivia, and this is the Fat Ass Podcast, a show about everything food. In this episode, we will be discussing the importance of bees and why it's so important to keep them alive. So set aside your differences if you've been stung, and let's save these bees. So the episode prior to this was kind of a downer, so I'm hoping to lift your spirits up with this episode. So I would like to start with the inspiration behind this episode. So what had inspired me to record this episode and also had me grow an appreciation towards bees is all thanks to my grandpa. So growing up, I remember going into my grandpa's backyard and he had a bunch of bees So he used to beekeep and have a bunch of beehives just everywhere in his backyard. And I remember at one point he used to do maybe like 10 beehives at one time. And he would always have a bunch of honey on deck. And it was the best thing ever because we got to consume this honey. So I had all natural honey straight from my grandpa's backyard every single summer. And it was really, really special because I started growing an appreciation towards bees and my grandpa's craft of beekeeping. So thanks to my grandpa for showing me the light (laughs) that is honey. And so what are bees? Bees are flying insects that are related to ants and wasps. They are responsible for pollinating plants and for some bees producing honey. Their lifespan can be anywhere from 14 to 28 days. And there are so many varieties. There are over 20,000 known species of bees. That's a whole lot of bees. (laughs) So the first one up on my list that I would like to shed light on are the honeybees. And they are an important pollinator for flowers, fruits, vegetables. They also create honey, so they are very vital to our ecosystem. I also have bumblebees. So bumblebees also pollinate flowers and are just a little bit larger and fuzzier than your average honeybee. And next are carpenter bees. They pose a threat to wood and can inhabit trees, logs, and even homes. And they can sometimes even destroy buildings. So in order to prevent this from happening, if you have a carpenter bee problem, you spray citrus oil as a more natural alternative to insecticides, just so you won't just kill them off. There are other bees that I can't really get into right now. There's so obviously so many of them, but I found that there are these bees called leaf cutter bees and mining bees, just to name a few. And I want to get into colonies. What are bee colonies? Bee colonies are a large group of bees consisting of one queen, hundreds of drone bees, and up to 80,000 worker bees. And queen bees are one of the longest surviving bees in the colony. They can live up to six years, and she plays a crucial part for her colony, laying up to 2,000 eggs in one day. I read somewhere also that they can do up to 2,500 eggs in one day. That's just too many eggs to lay. That's a whole lot of power. (laughs) Queen bees also have the power to control the sex of her offspring. And the other bees that impregnate the queen bees are drone bees. So they are male bees, and the only role is to make babies with the queen. And some of them can live up to four months That's a very, very long time for your average bee. And a good majority of them will die off after their mating season is over. They are able to mate seven to 10 times before dying. 
And when they do die, this is crazy shit. When they do die, their abdomens are ripped out when the endophallus is removed by being inserted into the queen. And if drone bees don't die, then they are removed from the hive. And I think the most important bees of all are the worker bees. And it's an all-female crew that provide for the hive by guarding, hunting for food. They develop the hive and just being all-around badasses. They actually don't mate with the drone bees at all, but they can lay eggs that are not fertilized. Therefore, since they aren't fertilized, then they turn into male bees, which then turn into drone bees. And all of the honeybee colonies produce honey. And what is honey? Honey is a sweet substance made by bees and can be used as an alternative sweetener to granulated sugar and even syrup for your pancakes or French toast. I normally like using it for my pancakes. And it doesn't ever spoil because most microorganisms don't grow in honey. And it could also be used as a sort of preserver. And the average hive produces 65 pounds or 29 kilograms of honey a year. China is the top producer of honey, producing over 400,000 tons each year. That's a whole lot of honey. And a little honey history for you. Honey harvesting has been around for thousands of years. In the 11th century, Germans sweetened their beer with honey. It's also mentioned throughout the Bible. The most popular quote is a reference to Israel, describing it as the land of milk and honey. Also, beekeeping was popular in ancient Greece, Egypt, and Spain. And at one point, Honey was also used as a form of payment. And I've been talking about how awesome honey is. And another thing about honey is that it has various medicinal uses. It provides antiseptic healing properties to an open wound or burn. So you basically just apply honey to your wound or burn and you wrap it up. Maybe about four or five days go by and it should heal faster than when you wrap it in a band-aid. Also, it's known to treat coughs or even the common cold, and it also helps with side effects of chemotherapy and radiation therapy. And since I've been talking about honey, I wanted to bring up this uh, hallucinogenic honey that I have come across recently. So Vice covered a story in Nepal about this honey that is harvested twice a year with hallucinogenic effects. Really, really cool stuff. And they are found in a dangerous part of the Himalayas on high cliffs. And it's nutritious and known to have medicinal healing properties. And if you consume a small amount, you can even feel the hallucinogenic effects. But if you consume too much, it can be very, very toxic to your body. So if you haven't watched that, go and check it out. Just type in on Google Vice hallucinogenic honey and it'll pop up right away. And so why do we benefit from bees? So one of them being honey, obviously. I've been talking all about honey. Another one would be the pollination of plants and flowers. And pollination is the transfer of pollen, which is a powdery substance of the male sperm cells part of the plant to a female part of the plant. And it's all responsible for fertilization. And if we don't have bees, we basically don't have life because bees pollinate 85%, which is one third of all of our food crops. And if bees die off, we don't have nuts, we don't have coffee, chocolate, apples, tomatoes, and so many other crops. They're super, super important because I love chocolate. <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of people cannot live without coffee. And for the past 15 years, there has been a decline of bee colonies. About 90% of bees have disappeared. And there's a term for it. It's called colony collapse disorder, 
which is an abnormal phenomenon that happens when the worker bees leave a hive without the queen. And without the worker bees, everything basically goes to shit. The whole colony collapses and dies off. Most of it is caused by stress. Most of it is caused by the pesticide usage on crops and flowers. And it can even be caused by malnutrition or even the use of antibiotics when you are beekeeping. So I guess a lot of beekeepers use antibiotics for their bees. And we need to prevent any of this from happening And there are many, many solutions that we can take into our hands. So one of them being not using any of those pesticides, insecticides, or antibiotics. Just go the all-natural route on preventing animals or critters from going into your crops. And what can we do to save these bees? We can plant more greenery, more flowers, more plants, and plant more edible plants such as fruits, vegetables, and herbs. And you can literally plant any herb. They love herbs. The bees' favorite herbs are lavender, basil, rosemary, thyme, sage, dill, and like so much more. They love, they absolutely love herbs. So please go plant yourself some herbs and you can also eat them and consume them as well. You can also have water out for the bees just so they can drink some water. You can do so by placing rocks or marbles within the water so that they won't drown. Another good alternative is to beekeep. It's a little bit of an expensive alternative to saving these bees, but if you have the money, if you have the time, I'm I'm urging you to do this, please. (laughs) And the average cost of beekeeping can be roughly from $400 to $600. And the return is great because you end up saving these bees and then you get honey at the end. How cool is that? And when I was also doing some research on this whole topic, I came across this really, really cool website called beesponsible.com. And that is B-E-E-Sponsible.com. You can learn all about bees, and they also spread awareness of the threats bees face every single day. There's also a place where you can find honey, and they can ship honey out to you. It's really, really cool. Please check it out. And please do whatever you can to save these bees. And thank you so much for listening to me rant about honeybees and how to save them and how delicious honey is. (laughs) And that's the end of the show today, guys. Thank you so much for enjoying and listening to today's episode. Please subscribe or give me a delicious review on Apple Podcast. You can also listen on more platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Odyssey, and more. You can also follow the show on Instagram and Facebook at FatAssPodcast or on Twitter at FatAssOfficial. This was another episode of the Fat Ass Podcast. Again, thank you so much for joining me today. I am your hungry host, Olivia Alvarez. And until next time, guys, bye. Bye.